Our first reading this evening is from the first chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, a familiar passage, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to divorce her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Look, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had given birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. From the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, verses 1 through 14. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the guest room. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those from whom he favors. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Would you join me in prayer? O Holy Spirit, come, come to this place. As we are about to hear the word of God that you prepared through my mouth, Lord, may the word of my mouth 
and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. How many of you sent out Christmas cards this year? Oh, only a few. Okay. <laughs> then maybe in the past you have done. So if you did, you might relate to this story then. Once upon a time, a nice but busy woman waited until the last minute to send out Christmas cards. She knew that she had 49 people on her list. She rushed into a store and bought a package of 50 Christmas cards without really looking at them. Still in a big hurry, she addressed the 49 and signed them without reading the message inside. On Christmas Day, when things had quieted down somewhat, she happened to come across the one left over card and finally read the message in the card. Much to her dismay, it said, this card is just to say a little gift is on the way. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> the lady in the story might be surprised to find out that she needed to send out the little gift to 49 people. But as Christians, we all know that the best gift for Christmas is who? Jesus Christ. One of the things that I like about living in America is that when it comes to Christmas season, you can feel the spirit of Christmas everywhere. While doing the prayer walk, I found that almost every house in the town has Christmas decorations. I think this is amazing. I used to live in China for a year, and it was very weird not seeing any Christmas decoration on the street during the Christmas season. So when I lived there, I, I just felt like drain my spirit during the Christmas season. But here in America, things are different. Everywhere, you can see the full of wonder of Christmas. Some houses have, have red ribbons, and some houses have inflated balloons, and some houses have Christmas lights, signs, and wreaths. This is amazing. Even though the each house has different decoration, but the message they deliver to people is the same. The celebration of Christmas, the celebration of the birth of Jesus, who is our savior, who came to the world to save the world. And our Jesus is here with us, amen? We often say that the birth of any baby 
is a miracle. And truly, it is. It means that life is a miracle. We cannot create life. We receive the life from God, and life is a gift from God. And the, uh, and the gift given to us on, on the first Christmas is a special, extra, um, ordinary and miraculous. Why? With logic and with common sense, it is hard to explain how Jesus, how our God came to the earth as baby Jesus. The Oxford Dictionary defines the word miracle this way. Quote, an unusual and mysterious event that is thought to have been caused by a god because it does not follow the usual laws of nature. Quote. In the case of Christmas, there are miracles from the very beginning, from the moment in which the angel Gabriel announced the conception to the birth of Jesus, to the humble virgin whose name was Mary. Martin Luther, an 18th century reformer theologian said that there are three miracles in this story. And let me share them with you. First is that God and man should be joined in this child. As you know, Jesus was not just an extraordinary person, but Jesus was God, and Jesus is God. And second is that a mother should remain a virgin. The Gospel of Matthew tells the birth story this way. Mary, a mother of Jesus, conceived a child from the Holy Spirit. Nowadays, thanks to the development of medical technology, women can be pregnant without a biological intercourse. But 2,000 years ago, no way. No one would believe the virgin could be pregnant. So the scripture says even Mary's fiance, Joseph, planned to divorce her quietly. And even Mary herself doubted it at first. And then she said to the angel Gabriel that, how can this be since I am a virgin? The last miracle that Luther discovered from the Christmas story is that Mary and Joseph had such faith as to believe that this mystery will be accomplished in Mary. Yes, as I said earlier, Mary and Joseph, they doubted at the beginning. But soon later, they believed that it would come true as the prophet Isaiah prophesied 
because they knew that there was nothing impossible with our God. And I believe that it was God who moved away the doubts from Joseph and Mary so that they could be the one to carry the baby Jesus, the Savior, to save this world. Here's the Bible. This Bible is consisting with two major books. The one a book, the uh, one book is called the Old Testament, the, the thick. And the other book is called the New Testament. Do you know that there is a 400 years gap between these two books? Many scholars call this 400-year gap as the intertestamental period when God was silent. As you know, God was very disappointed by the people of Israel and Judah because of their sins. So in order to awaken them and return their hardened hearts to the Lord, God sent too many prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Habakkuk, and Hosea to them. But they didn't listen to the Lord. And the last prophet was Malachi. Since Malachi, guys, God seems to be silent for 400 until the John Baptist came and shouted to the people that prepared the way for the Lord. Because God sent no more prophets to the people. Why? Why God was silent for 400 years? Did God give up on his people? Or did God not want to think of his people? Oh, these people. I'm so tired of these people. No, that's not who our God is. Instead of sending his prophets, God was busy preparing for this miracle to save the world. God was waiting for the right timing to come to make this impossible the impossible. Through the great nation like a Persian, Hellenistic kingdom, and the Roman Empire, God prepared the way to save as many people as possible in the world. During the silent period, the Old Testament had been translated into Greek so that many, it enabled many people to access the Bible. And God paved the road through the Roman Empire 
so that later the gospel was able to deliver not only Mediterranean area, but everywhere, all around the world. So even in this silent period, our God, he didn't stop working. He was active. He was actively working to prepare this amazing plan for each one of us. Why? Because God loved us so much. As it is written in John chapter 3, verse 16, God loved us so much, for God gave his only son so that everyone who believes in me may not perish but have eternal life. That is the only answer. God's love. Because God loved us so much for 400 years, God made this plan, amazing plan, no one could ever imagine. Okay, this time, I will come down by myself to save these people because I love them. And this miracle story of Jesus' birth, even though it happened 2,000 years ago, this story is still relevant to us because God is working. Amen. As God made Joseph and Mary have faith in believing this impossible thing can be possible. God is still working in each one of us with his spirit. So that we not only believe in the miracle story of Christmas, but we can bring miracles to the world. Every year during the Christmas season, many people encouraging us do something good for this community in order to share God's love. For example, in the past, we collected diapers for the babies in Maker's Place in Trenton area, New Jersey. And this year, we decided to collect toys for the children in Patterson, New Jersey. And whenever we do things like this, we see how God can work through us and how God can bring miracles again through our hands. And this year, as team shared um, with us during the announcement, we collected more than 150 toys. When I received the four empty big boxes, I doubted, actually, oh, can I fill these boxes? What if we, we couldn't fill these boxes when they come and pick up? But God is amazing. With your hands, with your donation, 
we were able to collect more than, more toys that I expected. So thank you for your donation. And thank you for love that you shared with the children in Patterson. I think this is the power of the miracle of Christmas. Although this world is trying to fade away the meaning of Christmas, as Christians, we should not forget the miracle of Christmas, the birth of Jesus, who came to the world to save the world. And as Christians, we should not stop sharing this good news with others so that others can also experience this miracle of Christmas. So church, don't let the miracle stay here. Go outside and share this good news with others so that they can experience the love of Christ who came to the world to save all of us. Let us pray. Amazing God who offers us freely the gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love. We give our thanks. Lord, thank you for coming to us as a savior, the miracle of Christmas. Help us to keep these treasures as the front forefront of our thoughts during the Christmas season. Now we look for your guidance to bring your miracle into each and every day as we aim to live in a way that gives you all the glory. In the name of our newborn King, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. <laughs>